Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation. I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program. Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and today's episode is a topic that I'm surprised I have not spoken about yet, and I think it's going to be helpful to you, so I can't wait to dive into it. Before I get going, I do just want to let you know that we have some amazing things happening in the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group. That's a community unlike any other on the internet. And there are women in there who are supporting each other, sharing your relationship struggles, where you're at on the journey. And of course, I try to get in there as much as I can and also connect with y'all. And then coming in July, there's going to be some extra value. I won't tell you quite yet what's happening, but we're going to do something really special in that group in July. So if you haven't already joined, go go do it. It's like two seconds. You can use the link in my Instagram bio and just click um, Successful Women's Group. Or you can go on Facebook and just search Successful Women Great Relationships. I would love to see you in there. I know that you need a community. A lot of us, when we're going through this healing and transformation 
journey in our lives, we feel alone and we feel like our friends don't get it or that no one really gets it. So that's why a community like this is so important because you need to feel like you have people in your life who get it. So I want to see you inside there and make sure you go join ASAP. Let's talk about breaking up. So how many of you have had to go through this experience of breaking up with someone and ending a relationship? I know many of you have, obviously, and many of us have also been on the receiving end of being broken up with. And here's what I know. There's ways to do it well. There's ways to do it poorly. There's ways to do it incredibly awful, right? Like how many of you have had the breakup via text? Oh my goodness. How many of you, right? Where you get that text and maybe it's just, we need to talk. This isn't working out anymore. I wish you the best. And I'm talking about, you might get that text with someone that you've been dating for six months or more, right? And to be on the receiving end of just a text message after you've invested that kind of emotional energy into something, incredibly painful, right? So I want to talk about how do we break up with people in a healthy way? The caveat is, of course, it's going to be painful. There's always going to be pain when a relationship ends of some kind, right? Pain, discomfort. It's not a pleasant thing whether you are receiving it or being the person to deliver the news, both positions are painful. Some of you listening, you know what I'm talking about, where actually having to be the one to initiate the breakup might feel even more painful to you. I, I know that was the case for me, that if I'm the one who realized this is no longer serving me, I need to end this relationship, being the one to initiate the breakup, more painful than being on the receiving end. And there's different reasons why. And of course, your attachment style plays into that and your relationship history, lots of factors. But what I what I want you to realize is that there's pain and we're not going to avoid the pain. However, how can we do it as well as we possibly can? Okay, so let's dive in. All right, step one, you and and I want to focus on obviously, um, you are the one that's realized you have to end the relationship. So you are initiating the breakup. What's the best way to do it? Step one, you have to have clarity and certainty that this is what you need to do. And of course, so many of you are like, well, easy to say, hard to do, right? And I get that. I get that, that when we're in that place of going through a breakup and being the one to make the decision, you can feel back and forth. It could be every five minutes you feel like, oh, I should break up. No, I can't. Yes, I should. And you get into this place of horribly painful ambivalence. I always tell my clients, you know, when we have clarity, we actually feel so much better. What causes us a lot of pain is being in that indecision, 
and having to sit in ambivalence and not being sure about what we need, that's actually incredibly painful to be in that place, right? And I know so many of you find yourselves there. So the sub point to point number one is you have to make space in your life, carve out time, do whatever you need to do, get your journal out, whatever you need to do, do a coaching program like like the Empowered Secure Love program, meet with a therapist, whatever you need to do, you have to carve out that time and make it a priority so that you do get the clarity. The clarity will come to you, but it's going to come to you much more quickly if you give yourself some time and space to have the clarity. So I know this from experience because I was the master at avoiding those feelings and not wanting to sit in my pain or not wanting to sit in the ambivalence. So I would just numb and distract and avoid most of it by overworking or even working out. How, how many y'all are like me where you can, the gym is self-care, but when overused can become a way to avoid your emotional experience, right? I was so good at doing that. And I think it's important to realize that clarity comes from time spent thinking about something and time spent feeling into something. And if we don't have clarity, most of the time it's because we're avoiding that processing. We're not giving ourselves that time. And here's what I know many all do. Instead of giving yourself the time to process and go inward and connect with your inner experience, a lot of you and myself in the past included just want the quick answer and you're pulling all of your family and friends. Maybe you're even posting on forums um, and you're just looking for the answer to come to you externally by getting everybody else's opinion. Here's what I know that's actually not going to be helpful to you until you've gotten clarity for yourself and you've done some processing for yourself. Otherwise, it just adds to the chaos and the confusion and the noise. So if you haven't tuned into yourself and then you're going to everybody you know and you're asking their opinion, you're just going to create more chaos and you're going to create more ambivalence and you're going to stretch out that timeline of getting to clarity. Okay, so step one is get that clarity, develop certainty on the decision. Step two, once you've decided that the decision is that the relationship needs to end, and I feel like I need to do a whole other episode, there needs to be like a decision tree, right? Because let me just go off on a side tangent here for a second. Just bear with me. If you get to the place where you realize this relationship is not serving me and this is why. And if the reason why is something that the other person can change. Now, we got to be honest about what people can change and what they can't right? If the reason why is something that they could change or there's a way that they could grow with you and it could be different, 
It's up to you if you say, I want to see if this could change. I'm willing to do an experiment where I give them the feedback. I set a time boundary and I see if things can change. And then at that point, if things don't change, I'm willing to move forward with a breakup. Right? Like you owe it to yourself to express what you need and to gather that data to see if things could change. Some of you, that's the route that you go down before you would get to a place of finally ending the relationship, right? And I think oftentimes we don't have the tools and the skills to give feedback and we just build up resentment. And instead of giving that feedback or giving people the opportunity to grow and heal and change with us, we find it easier to just say, well, they're never going to change. This is impossible. I need to end the relationship. So we're not showing up securely attached. We're not showing up authentically in the relationship and we are walking away, right? So, so, and that is something that is not really anybody's fault. I would say that our lack of communication skills and our lack of relationship knowledge as a society and lack of healthy relationship models, all of that plays into it. But hey, you're listening to this podcast. So you're working on growing and healing and changing and learning about healthy relationship models, right? So you can take ownership of how to navigate these challenging dynamics in relationships. So back to what I was saying, obviously, we did a tangent there that if there's something the person could work on, you owe it to them and to the relationship to give them feedback and then to come back um, with a time boundary and say within X months, you know, we're going to check back in and and evaluate. Um, That's not giving someone an ultimatum. That's giving somebody a clear boundary. I think a lot of times we're afraid to say, um, you know, you have to do this within this time. I'm wording that wrong, but we're afraid to set boundaries. We're afraid to say, hey, look, what I need is X, Y, Z in order to stay in this relationship because I care about you, because I believe in us and our ability to grow together. I want to let you know I want to give you the opportunity to grow with me right? And I'd like to see that happen within three months and then give someone that time boundary. It's not an ultimatum when we are wording it that way. And we're saying like, hey, because I care about you, because I know you can't read my mind, I want to share this with you and give you the opportunity to grow, right? So let's say, though, that you've done that and in your gut, in your heart of hearts, you know that you cannot grow together as a couple, that you, for your own well-being, for your own mental health, that you cannot remain in the relationship and you have that clarity, you got the clarity, that was step one, right? Get the clarity, get the certainty that you need to know that this is the right decision So then what is step two? Step two is making sure that you have the support and the emotional space in your life as best as you can, right? 
the support, the emotional space to go through something like this and feel supported. So step two is put your oxygen mask on, right? Make sure that you're well taken care of and tune into your self-care. And anytime we're going through a life transition, such as a breakup of significant event, we have to make sure that we're supported at the highest level. And for some of you, that might look like getting a really great yoga routine, making sure your nutrition is good, getting adequate sleep, reaching out to friends and making sure you have some friend dates planned. But think about what is that for me? What is high levels of self-care in my life? What does that look like? And I I would want you to get really intentional about that. Um, And then, of course, it can also look like investing in a relationship program like the Empowered Secure Loved program, investing in a therapist, right? Like make sure that you are supported. That's what I would want you to think about for step two. Step number three is have the conversation with your partner and this is the final step. Well, I guess not actually. We're going to we're going to have another step after this one, but this is a huge step and this is one where there's no perfect way to do it. So I'm going to give you some frameworks. I'll talk about some tips for success, but just remember there's no perfect way to have this conversation. You owe it to yourself to have zero expectations on yourself to do it perfectly. And it's going to be painful. So just accepting that, have a level of acceptance and surrender around the pain. And the first thing that I would want you to do is actually before the conversation, just journal out what it is that you would say to your partner, a complete free write at first. And then after that free ride, I would want you to take the parts that serve you and that's going to help shape what it is you're going to communicate to your partner. So you do a total free ride and then take the parts that that serve you. And then from there, you're going to give your partner an invitation to have a conversation. And the best thing you can do is try to... um let them know that it's a challenging conversation and you care about them. And ideally, they would have some time. This is not like a, hey, on your lunch break, right? Or gosh, on a Tuesday night when you're, when you're in the middle of a product launch at, at your career, like this is not something that you just throw on someone. So how can you be compassionate and give them a heads up and say, yeah, I need to have a challenging conversation with you and I'd like to talk with you, you know, at XYZ time. So give give the invitation, be compassionate. And then you do want to go to the conversation with the awareness that you're going to be as present as you can, as self-compassionate and as compassionate as you can towards the other person. And you're going to come prepared with your I statements and explaining where you are at and why you've made the decision you've made 
and you're going to express what your needs are. Keep in mind that I'm talking about a breakup within the context of a healthy relationship. Trust me, I know that there are toxic relationship dynamics where this kind of conversation is a complete dream would never happen, right? I understand that. I've been in those situations, I know. So this is within the context of a you know, mostly healthy relationship, a functioning relationship where people can communicate. Um, and I think it's worth it to try for this conversation because it's going to give you a lot of healing if you're able to have it and it's going to help you with moving on. But like I said, I understand that there's times where it's not possible. And if that's the case, you get to do a lot of solo processing. I coach women on this all the time inside of the ESL program about how do we do that solo processing when the other person doesn't have the capacity to be there. So I understand that that's a totally different experience. But in a healthy relationship, you've done the invitation, you show up to the conversation, and you want to be grounded in sharing how you feel using I statements, what your experience was, right? And you want to share kind of as much as you can about why you've reached the conclusion that you've reached and taking ownership. And then you want to explain what you need. And this one is important for you to think about prior because in the moment, there's all these emotions, there's a lot of pain. So you want to have thought about what do I need? Do I need no contact for three months? Do I need um, do I need time for us to have another conversation? Like really process what it is that you need. And then here's the thing. You have spent this time preparing for this conversation. You were able to show up, hopefully, in a securely attached way, hopefully as your best self as much as possible. And it's important to note that your partner didn't really get that luxury, right? And they're kind of just reacting to what you're sharing. So it would be very compassionate and helpful for you to say, look, I realize that this is a lot to process. And I don't expect you to be able to respond right now. And I'd like to invite you to have another conversation so that we could come back and talk about this more. And they will either really appreciate that, or they might be so hurt that they say no, you don't know what someone's going to do in the moment. And I think it's important to just say, you have to show up and be honest with where you're at and be compassionate and offer further communication. And if it doesn't happen, that is also okay. We have to honor where people are at, right? In healthy relationships with assertive communication, you have to take ownership of your truth, honor where you are at, and also be very curious about the other person's experience and honor where they're at, right? Both matter. Your needs and the other person's needs matter. And how can you do your best to honor both? And you want to do that throughout the relationship. And you would also want to do that in a breakup, right? Um, so once you've offered that invitation to have another conversation, then 
you would try to do that with hopefully no more than three days distance because of course it's taking up emotional space in your life and it's on your heart and it's in your mind and it's just taking up space. Hopefully no more than three days where you're in that sort of limbo time. And then you would have another conversation with them. And the ideal outcome would be that both people have some sort of understanding that both people may not be at acceptance But like I said, there's respect, there's understanding, and that the boundaries are clear, that you both understand what it is that you need to navigate the separation, right? And to navigate uncoupling. Uncoupling has been talked about, and I do believe that we can move through uncoupling in a healthy way that doesn't make it not painful, but we can do it in a way that best supports us. So, I hope that hearing this was helpful. This is my perspective as a clinical psychologist, as a relationship coach, attachment theory expert. This is a framework that I wish I would have had in the breakups that I've gone through. And I hope that you can take it if you need it. It might even be helpful for you to hear this and just think about, you know, wow, I didn't know this, didn't have the capacity, wasn't aware of how to do this well, couldn't do it well in my past. And then how can you just forgive yourself for those past breakups and fully release them and just know that, hey, when we know better, we do better and we try our best. But I think even having a framework like this can be healing to us to just go, yeah, that's what I needed. That's not what I got right? Just acknowledging, yep, there was something else that I needed. And it was really painful that it didn't happen that way. And I can validate that pain. And then I can release it. And I can say, I will do better if if I'm faced with this. So how to break up with someone? What did you guys think of this episode? Did you like it? I love giving you value. And it's funny, I actually have people tell me all the time, like you give so much value on your podcast, you actually tell people what they can do and how to apply things to their life. And the reason that I do that, and even the reason that I started this podcast is because I got so frustrated of listening to other shows where they would just talk about the results or talk about the outcome or just talk about whatever. And and it was none of the how to or none of the what do you actually do or like talking about their stories, which, hey, I love stories. I love people's narratives about how they got to where they were. But can you actually tell me what to do, right? Like we need tactical things. So this episode, I really wanted to give you that. Maybe you took notes. I hope that you could apply this. Uh, Newsflash, this also can work for friendships, jobs, right? Like any relationships that are ending, this framework can be very helpful to you. And I want you to know that we are over two years strong on the podcast. We're over a million and a half listens. Holy cow. When I started this, I had no idea that it would get to this place, but I'm just so grateful for you all. Thank you for being part of this community, for listening. 
And of course, I really appreciate your episode suggestions. A lot of you put them in the Successful Women Great Relationships group on Facebook. I see those. I appreciate it. I do this for you. So I love knowing what it is that you need. Um, And yeah, let's keep growing together. If you know someone who needs this content, send them this episode. And if you haven't already, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's how the uh, podcast is found by more people. The algorithm really loves reviews. So that's helpful for me to help more people. And of course, I want you to know that I appreciate you. And I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.